Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. Uh, today, this has been a long overdue guest. I've been trying to harass him to come on to here. He's now finally gone to retirement. So uh, this is a client of mine, Mally, who's a great friend and also had an incredible transformation, uh, who's also from Dubai. So thank you very much for your time, Mally. Uh, thank you for having me. This is a great way to spend unemployed time. <laughs> um, so Mally's gone through an incredible transformation. He's lost over 20 kilos in terms of body fat. Um, so firstly, let's talk about where were you when you first started and why did you reach out to help and how did you get into that situation in terms of um, gaining the weight? Gain the weight? Um, so I've had like a, I've had a fairly touchy relationship with, with weight and sports my, my whole life. So I, I don't come from a genetically blessed family. You know, I'm from the, the subcontinent and part Arab. So you know, diabetes and hypertension is the thing that runs in my family. Um, so I, I was okay as a kid. And then when I was about 21, I, had, I used to play some professional rugby, had a really big injury. And so I was out of commission for a really long time. And then I put on a lot of weight in that time. And then once I started getting back into fitness, uh, I lost some of that weight. Um, but then a mixed, at that point, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was working a full-time job. I was no longer a student in college. So I wasn't able to work around my schedules. I wasn't, and to be entirely fair, I wasn't at all uh, knowledgeable about food or how much food I should be eating and what kinds of food and, and what my intake level should be for my, for my height and my weight and whatnot. Um, so basically, it all came to sort of a big crash around probably when I was 30, um, I was probably in some of the worst shape I was in. I was uh, pushing over 100 kgs at the time. And then, um, you know, at some point you get tired of looking at yourself. Everyone keeps asking me like, hey, man, what was your motivation to do this? And I'm like, copious amounts of self-hate. That's really all that is. There's really nothing else. It's funny you say that because I actually think about that in a lot of times, what motivates me for things. And it's almost a disdain for myself. So it's like a... Yeah. Uh, and no matter what drives you, that's probably the biggest thing that drives most people is a certain dislike for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is it healthy? I don't know. No, but no. does it work? Sure. And, and you've got to uh, utilize, yes, but... utilize it however you can. I mean, I spoke to yeah. a, a psychologist about this and he's like, like, you're driven by fear, not reward. But like, if that's what works for you, you just have to harness it and be aware of it. Yeah. I mean, so like at my worst, I was pushing 115 kgs and then I started like climbing down from that. And then probably around 100 kgs after like, like busting my butt to like get down to 100 kgs, I, I realized that, okay, I probably need somebody who knows, uh, knows this better than I do. And I had been going to the gym for years at that point. So I, I knew my way around a gym, but I didn't know things like forms and reps. And, you know, I didn't know the difference between hypertrophy and a regular rep. I didn't know what tempo was, all these things that I now know because of you. So thank you for that. Um, but so I didn't know my way around. And then I randomly saw one of your ads on Instagram. And, and I swear to God, I thought it was a scam. Like that, that was my initial... <laughs> I get, I get that. I know a lot. you get that a lot. Yeah, like every <laughs> fucking day. I know you get that a lot because, like, I, so I saw one of your ads on Instagram and I signed up for it. And I'm like, fine. You know, what's the worst that could happen? They're gonna try and have me wire them fifty dollars or something at the at the very worst. Like, so I spoke to uh, I think his name was Rob or some other gentleman on your team, and you know, he gave me the skinny and he said, okay, I'll send you a few video testimonials of some of our some of our other other customers so the, we, I, I did that and there was this one like she was this latinx lady sitting out of the u.s and she's like oh charlie he's very nice you know he's helped me lose so much weight and i'm just like you sound like someone paid you to say that 
But anyway, I, I don't know why I did, but I, I took the plunge with you. And, and that was that was two years ago. Shit, wasn't it? That was two years mm. ago. That was two years ago. That was easily the best decision I've made in my adult life. So uh, since then, I've, as you rightly said, I've dropped o- over 20 kgs, of, almost 30 kgs of fat. And I'm in easily the best shape I've been in better than when I was playing professional rugby. So thank you for that. And uh and, and, and I, I truly appreciate all the guidance I've got in terms of food and whatnot. So thanks for that, truly. That's, that's, that's sick. I think um, what's most exciting about that is like you still have so much further to go. And one of the things I liked when we were chatting a bit before this is like you love working out now and it's part of your lifestyle. Yeah. It's not something you do to lose weight. This is part of what you do. Like you like your schedule is like insane. It's quite cool in a weird way, but you talk about you train at like 2 a.m. and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for, for Char- Charlie knows my schedule. So for, for the, for the audience who doesn't, I tend to go to the gym around 1130 PM uh, mostly. And I go there and it's, it's usually two hours at 1130 PM. So I'm usually done with the gym around two in the morning. And then I have my meal, my post gym meal, and I go to bed at three uh, and then I'm up at eight to, you know, go to work and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's a crazy schedule. And uh, I catch up on sleep during the day if I can take a nap or whatever, but uh, it works for me. Um, it just works for the, the way my, my, my life is built around. Cause I obviously I have a full-time job. I finished that full-time job. I come home, I have family. Very, very inherently lazy. So I need to spend like bum hours where I'm sitting on a couch watching television or playing video games and not doing anything productive or adding any value to society. I need to do that every day. So after I've done all of that, I can't go to bed without working out. So I end up going to the gym that late, but it works for me. I mean, that schedule works for me. And as long as, I, as, as, as we said before, as long as I can consistently keep hitting that, uh, seems to be working out. I have, by the way, I have tried re- recently because I'm now unemployed, uh, I quit my job a couple of weeks ago. Recently, I went to the gym in the morning. I went like at 11, which is, you know, when the sun is out and it sucked. I could not push as hard as I could. I just could. I just didn't have the strength. I did one exercise perfectly well. And the second exercise, I ended up finishing lower than my warm up. That's, uh, that, that's an unusual one. Well, like I, I would oh, yeah. say that's I had probably your sleep pattern. The day before. No, I also hadn't eaten the day before. I had a, I had a weird day, so but it was just, it was just odd. What What would you say is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself going through this? Uh, I think the biggest change for me, the biggest thing I've learned about myself is how how I know I now know that I can ignore food. Because I think you go into the mindset of, oh, yeah, but I love food so much that I couldn't possibly say no to a thing that people are eating, especially when I'm with friends and I couldn't possibly say no. I think that's the biggest thing you learn, uh, especially when you do something like this, is that you can actually say no. You just have to you just have to want to. And I think it becomes easier once you start seeing the progress you're making. And that's I think that's I think the hardest part is that first the first like four to five weeks when it's right in the beginning you won't necessarily see any you know, physical change you might see you know, differences on the scale but you may not see any physical change in your body but then when you start seeing that physical change when you start seeing like the roundness of your shoulders and your legs are a little you know the fat drains from your legs faster so you start seeing your quads a little bit more and your chest sort of starts filling out a bit better 
once you see that, then it becomes a lot, lot easier to say no to food. So even now, like when you're out and about and you're, you're hungry, you want to grab a bite and, you know, I don't have my, my prep food with me and it's, it's mealtime and I have got to eat something. And, you know, you'll, you'll drive to a gas station and the gas stations in Dubai, if you've ever been, have every form of non-healthy nutrition possible. They also have healthy stuff, but they have everything. And you never, you sort of walk past all of it and you'll go straight to like, you know, hydration stuff. So like liquids, and then we pick up a, maybe a banana and you'll buy a, like a protein bar, maybe some beef jerky. And that's your thing. And you're, and you're completely and totally okay with that, you know, instead of buying like crisps and chips and, and like candy and whatnot. And what, what was the moment that that changed for you? I actually don't remember. I don't remember when that changed, but I think I think for me personally, I'm not, I'm not fussy about food. Like I've, I've been eating the chicken and rice thing you've given me like religiously since day one. So I can keep eating that until you know, the day I kick the bucket. So I'm not fussy about food. So I think for me specifically, because I'm not fussy about food, the, the change has been in the fact that, you know, now you're saying, or now you've been telling me you're not supposed to eat X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, sure, I won't eat X, Y, and Z. And that's perfectly fine for me. But the, the change for me is when I go out and I eat out, I'm a lot more I eat. Um, when did I realize it though? I don't know, probably a, few, a couple of months in, like, uh, it's been, it's been so long. I don't really remember. Like, I don't remember the last time I ate fast food. Well, that, but that's a powerful thing that learning self-control and you can actually control what you eat and that you control food and food doesn't control you. Cause so many people yeah. are so completely oblivious of their eating habits and how they get triggered yeah. by things. Yeah. I, th I think the biggest thing I realize is calories. Like, you know, you eat like like you'd eat what you think is not a calorically dense snack. And then you really look into it and it's a lot more than you'd imagine. Like, uh, like a cheeseburger from McDonald's is like 600 calories. That's two meals worth of food. At least meals that we now eat, the chicken, the rice and the vegetables. That's, that I could have two of those meals instead of having one cheeseburger. So it's just, it's, that's, I think that's the thing I, I, it's so different now like I look at food and I'm like that's so many calories that I don't need and it's probably going to be fat and sugar and whatnot which is also not great I think one of the big things as well I think that I remember you saying to me you used to eat like a bucket load of rice every day like half a kilo rice a meal oh no no I, I wasn't big on rice I, I so okay so for me personally the problem is not food it's not like I used to like sit down and have huge meals every day for me the problem is dessert like I need my sugar rush which I've gotten better at since obviously this I still occasionally will sneak in half a candy bar without telling you or mentioning it in my weekly check-in, but shh. But what, I give the other half no. What, what, what's your tip for handling that and improving that? Okay, so the tip that I've, the, the way that I've figured that out to work is that if I'm, okay, so if my pre-workout meal is 50 or 60 odd grams of, of, of carbs with my protein and whatnot, right? That's what I eat an hour or so before I, I work out. If I know that I'm going to want to eat a half a chocolate bar or something, or like a half a cookie or something, I will reduce the, uh, one, of the one of my fat intakes during the day. So maybe I won't eat the nuts in the morning or something. So I'll try and counter the fat because I, I try and eat for me the, the sort of avoiding the fat is more important than avoiding this, the carbs the carbs are okay i'll burn it through my activities and whatnot so i'll try and swap out some of the fat if i can so for example um 
I'll eat less chicken, but I'll drink the protein shake to make up for the protein grams. So I'll, I'll have a single scoop of protein and I'll eat less chicken or something to make up for that fat deposit. What's your um, biggest thing you found in terms of like stopping yourself from overeating, for example? Have you found anything like that that's helped? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that's biological more than anything else. Because I now eat much smaller meals, I actually can't eat overeat as much as I used to like I, I think that has to do with the elasticity of the stomach more than anything else I think it's just gone down because you know you're eating smaller meals um like when you when you put me on 100 grams of oats that was a lot like that was just I had to like power through that at one point and I think just generally the stomach has shrunk or shrank shrunken gotten smaller since uh, since this has happened what what's your wife said about your progress Oh, she loves it. She hates you. Uh, I get that I sometimes. I, I, I can't understand why she hates it. She goes, oh, I hate Charlie. He makes me do this and that. I'm like, why? You love it. You love the fact that I I look the way I look now. Why do you hate Charlie? No, she she's definitely proud. She's also very, she's been very supportive. Like, obviously, you know, going to the gym at night for two hours, wondering where your husband is in the middle of the night is is, is a thing. She's been super supportive about it. I'm very thankful to have her around. She's obviously very happy to have um her husband looked the way he does now so that's also a, a good thing i don't know is this a pg-13 podcast say, you can say whatever you like i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah no, I, I i look like respectfully i look great so she's really happy about that enough said um any advice for people in terms of having their partners be supportive within the process because that's a really important thing that often can sometimes cause conflict in relationships and often sabotage yeah. people's progress i think and this is not this is not necessary for necessarily to do people who have you know, personal coaches and whatnot. I think anybody who's going on a health kick and is gonna, you know, sort of pull out all the stops and and do all the things required to get into really good shape, both physically and aesthetically. I think one thing that I would advise you to that is if you do have a partner, if you do have you know, wife, husband, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, um, probably speak to them before you make that decision not because you're you're asking for permission or anything but what you're, what you're essentially doing is letting them know every every relationship every marriage every you know relationship is, is is essentially a time commitment right you're committing to give x percentage off your time to this person to do all the stuff you guys want to do together eat sleep have sex whatever um so speak to them because this will take up time i mean i spend an average of two hours a day in the gym. And that doesn't include the travel time to the gym. That doesn't include the amount of time I spend sitting in my car, psyching myself up to go into the gym and then wearing myself down after I'm done sitting in my car, just stretching my legs. You know, the, it changes how you eat. So, it, you know, date nights are different now. You know, they're not like, hey, let's go get a pizza. I'm like, no, we can't. I got it. So it, it is important to, have, to communicate this with your partner because at the end of the day, they may not be doing what you're doing, but they will definitely be affected by it. And, and the best way to sort of manage that is to, A, let them know why you're doing what they're doing. If, they, you know, you tell them that I'm doing this because I feel like shit about myself or I don't want to be unhealthy or I don't want to have diabetes and hypertension, you know, when I'm 45 or whatever. Communicate with that with them. Let them know why you're doing it and, and just tell them, look, the, the healthier I am, the better I look, the better it is for you if you really think about it. Um, and yes, it's not always going to be that easy. Surely there will be times, and it's happened with me. My wife's like, don't go to the gym today. You know, I don't want you to go spend some time with me. And when that happens, you do that. 
because at the end of the day, you're doing all this for, for your life as a whole. So yes, you, you compromise where you can, but you make sure you speak to them and they know uh, why you're doing it. And, and you let them know that you're doing it because you want to be a better version of yourself. And that'll obviously you know, trickle down into your relationship as well. How would you say this has affected you from a, a work perspective out of interest? Do you think it's changed that at all? Um, from a work perspective? Like the way you think and feel, has it affected that? No, no, not particularly because not, and not for me specifically, because I have ADHD, so I don't function that way at all. Everything is, a, everything is a game. So, you know, going to the gym is a game, going to the office is a game and doing my tasks and putting my reports and everything is game-based. So it hasn't changed anything specifically. Again, the thing it's, the thing it does change are you have, you're more aware about what you eat. You're more aware about, so now I have a standing desk, well, not at home, but in my office, I had a standing desk, which I never used, but now I do. Now I would like stand up at my desk and you know work standing up for a couple hours every day. Um, but no, it hasn't necessarily affected my work ethic. I think that's what's remained untouched. It has affected my mindset when it comes to life as, as a general, uh, but not, my, not, not necessarily my work ethic. How's it affected your mindset? One of the one of the things that I've learned in in the last two years doing essentially you know a calorie deficit for a long time and now slightly not not a calorie deficit and then also working out two hours a day and learning so much about how the human body reacts to different you know workout regimens. One of the things I've learned, especially now in, in the phase that I'm in currently, is you, you it's, none of this none of this is a hundred meter dash and you know the whole life is a marathon not a race thing right that's actually more applicable to this because as you know and as i'm sure you as you know from my own case and as i'm sure you know from other clients there are times where you're not going to be consistent because life is going to happen you know you i have as you know a lot of business travel back in the day but you know things happen family stuff happens lethargy happens anything could happen and you're not going to go to the gym that week or you know for a few days or you're going to eat off diet and it's going to happen and, and the thing that will that'll result in immediately the human response to that is sort of you know you sort of self-flagellate you sort of say oh you're a fuck up now you screwed up and now you're gonna you're gonna go back and you know, regress and you're gonna lose all the progress you've made and one thing that sort of the consistency of the program reminds, or this is something you need to remind yourself, is that it's okay to fall off the wagon once in a while, as long as you know that you have to a, get back on the wagon and then remake that commitment and sort of re-go through that motion. It's okay to lose, you know, it's okay to not be able to push as heavy as you could a couple of weeks ago because you didn't go last week and now you're slightly weaker. It's okay to put on kilo or something of water weight but as long as you know you're going to go back into the gym and lose it that mentality is healthier than the mentality of i need to go to the gym and lose weight right away otherwise i'm always going to be fat because it's you know that so the, the what's the word i'm looking for it's um instant gratification like going to the gym and eating healthy so that you can be healthier and look better is never going to be instant gratification. It's always going to be a long thing. And you have to remind yourself about that. And that's trickled down into a lot of other things in my life too. So, you know, when you look at things like where are my, where am I in my career? You know, I want that promotion right now. Well, one of the reasons why I, and I, I quit my job is because it's okay that I, I wasn't happy at that job. I can quit that job and look for a better job. 
that's not the be all and end all of my life, right? I can always find a better way. And that's actually one of the reasons why, why I, I, I quit my, my, my job. Um, so that's one thing that I have learned in the last two years doing this that I've found applies to the rest of my life as well, that not everything needs to be instantly resolved or needs to be instantly gratified. You can wait, you can go back to it. And you can, again, you have time. I mean, I'm not old, I'm fairly young, so I have time to figure this out, especially in, as it pertains to working out. If I miss a couple of days, that's okay. As long as I know that I'm going to miss two days, but the day after that, I'm going to go back and hit everything I have to hit and do it right and so on and so forth. It's a very solid advice. One, one thing I'd ask you as a final question is, what would you say to someone who's... Um, sitting on the fence about reaching out for help who, who thinks that maybe people training online is a scam or like everyone's just yeah, trying yeah. to steal the money and it's a ponzi scheme <laughs> ponzi scheme. Uh, okay so if you're sitting on the fence and you're listening to this question that charlie just asked and you're listening to me to give your response it is the i have been going to the gym since i was 16 i was a semi-professional rugby player i've been playing you know competitive football for years this is the greatest health and fitness decision I have ever made in my life. I have, I, I, I'm not joking. I've been going to the gym since I was 16. I've been pushing weights in the gym since, since forever. I've done, I've done all bench press squats, deadlifts, all the various things. I have never looked the way I look today. I've never been as strong as I am today. So it is honestly the greatest decision I've made. If you're on the fence, trial do a trial for three months and you will immediately regret doing the trial for three months because it would have been cheaper and more cost effective for you to just do the six months and that's exactly in fact that's how it started with me but right? i started off on a three-month trial thinking i'll see how the scammer works and then and so on and, so on. and then two years later i'm still here he's still in the ponzi scheme two years later yeah i'm still trying to i'm still trying to rope you guys in so that i can get paid <laughs> um so thank you so much for time, man. I know a lot of people will take a, a lot, lot of inspiration from oh, this. I know, like, uh, a lot of people saw your transformation. We did a photo shoot last year. We'll get you to do another one. Um, so I know you, you inspired a lot of people. I know a lot of your friends have been inspired by that as well. So um, appreciate your time. For anyone who wants a transformation like Rami, uh, Mali, or needs help. With Rami's pretty that, good too. Don't get me wrong. But um... His actual <laughs> name is Muhammad Ali, which we, we could go into. That's another conversation. That's that's um feel free to reach out to me on instagram facebook wherever you want make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave us five star review and we'll see you next episode soon